0: Welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded from Sophist, the podcast where we take you through the major news and topics facing importers and manufacturers in China and Asia today. Hi everyone again, thanks for joining us here on The Pod. It's episode 96 this time, I'm Adrian from the team, here's our host and CEO, Renault. Hi Renault.
1: Hey, hi, hi Adrian. Is everything all right on your side?
0: Oh, as as all right as it can be in Europe at the moment yeah mm. it's a uh, very challenging time for many 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 reasons and mm. you know with the whole Ukraine war going on my heart goes out to all the people there affected all we can do is try and help I guess in any way we can and you know maybe donate something or whatever but yeah it's, it's, a, it's a difficult time at the moment and I mean as we mentioned um last week on the podcast, how does that crisis in Ukraine or war affect Mm. supply chains? And, And one of the topics was sort of energy security. And that's somewhat related to what we're talking about today, in terms of impact on the environment. And to be clear, today's topic is what is the cradle to cradle product design concept so cradle to cradle or c2c if you're listening you might have heard of it and with you know today's interest in sustainability for many reasons uh, it's a it's a good idea this product design concept has certainly been more important before we get into that though Can I start off by just asking you a little bit about the China-Hong Kong COVID situation? Because I've noticed in the press recently, here at least in the UK, that they're Mm -hmm. reporting there's been a lot of outbreaks all around the country now, so it seems to be more difficult.
1: Yes, you're right. I mean, we know that China is fighting a battle that they cannot win in the long run, I guess. Uh, And it's becoming more and more apparent. So there are places mm. that used to be what they call medium risk, where they effectively targeted, you know, a, uh, a specific geographic area and, and 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 people could not go out and they were tested like every day, you know, for example, in Suzhou. And then now the Suzhou industrial park, um, sorry, Singapore industrial park in, in Suzhou. Now this area is, sort of good to go. But there are some other places like Shenzhen, which was already medium risk last time we spoke, uh, especially Mm. the downtown area, especially around Futian, just next to the Hong Kong border. Mm. Uh, It hasn't gotten any better. Uh, Unfortunately, it might be getting worse. There's a lot of blocks where there are, you know, cases, very recent cases and that means there's a um, there are lockdowns, you know, at the at the micro level, let's let's say it this way. Um some you know a bunch of people from our Shenzhen office um are stuck at home. Right? Yeah. And um so and they get tested regularly and it, it's mm-hmm. it's very, very well organized, I have to say. They uh they take it quite seriously. They put the, 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 the resources behind it and they have this uh, sort of neighborhood uh i don't know what to call them organizers or um, mm. or monitoring officers as you like uh who um who 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 organize all that
0: my uh my friend in Fu Tien, uh mm-hmm. she she volunteered to become one of those people at her community <laughs> so she had to get on all of the uh you know the protective stuff and go around with the clipboard and organize everybody yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. uh pretty surreal
1: yes yes right and so yeah as as always some people are wondering hey how long can they keep it up like this and mm-hmm. frankly we have no idea <laughs> i mean Has it ever looked that bad in China since, let's say, uh, first quarter of 2020? Uh, Sorry, when was that? Yeah, 2020?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They're really Mm -hmm. on top of it for a long time. And and now it's not just Shenzhen. If you look along the coast, there's a lot of places where it's popping up and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can only say very high uncertainty and let's let's all hope that it doesn't go into a, a a very damaging kind of lockdown of very wide areas, which is really what mm. they're trying to avoid. But there's there's gonna have to be a time when they lift it and and I'm sure that they know it, right? And it's mm. at the same time you contrast that with Hong Kong. It's kind of interesting. The government has kind of let it go now, and there's many more cases than reported. So I don't know. Hmm. Reported number of cases now is maybe thirty thousand per day, which is still very high <laughs> when you yeah. when you compare it to the population of seven million people. But they uh, a lot of pe- a lot of people are not declaring it because some people are are, are then taken by the government to some um, special facilities. And they, they built these facilities in a hurry. And some of them have the, you know, um, the dirty water recessing, you know, coming up from the toilet and all kinds of nice stuff like that. Of course. And and of course, you, you get fed, <laughs> let's say, not the best food. Mm. So people have just decided, hey, I, I just stay home and uh and 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 that's it. And I don't I don't tell anybody. There's a lot of cases like this from.
0: Which is actually okay as long as they do stay at home.
1: I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they're not exactly respecting the the, the regulations, but yeah, I'm 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 yeah. not gonna blame them. <laughs> I can see what that.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hong Kong's had it pretty hard, but I think I think the genie's really out of the bottle with um, Omicron. You know, I just don't. Who knows if we're still going to be talking about this this time next year, you know, uh, Mm. China pursuing zero COVID. But uh, you mentioned to me sort of off air before we started. I mean, they've gotten through a couple of years so far relatively unscathed. But I mean, how many years can it carry on? It's it's just Mm. impossible to say, isn't it? Right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah,
0: we will see. Mm. So in the context of manufacturing and, you know, if you've got suppliers in China, this is the point of mentioning this. At the moment, th- there are more outbreaks, but we're not we're not anywhere near sort of a full lockdown in China. But mm. if these hit manufacturing areas, those factories get closed, you know, deliveries don't happen. You know, your, your your supply chain might be impacted. So it's definitely and as we always say, it's definitely worth just checking in on suppliers and keeping an eye on the news, I guess. So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the COVID situation. Quick update. Thanks, Renaud. So, go back to cradle to cradle product design then. Before we talk about C2C, I think we need to sort of turn back the clock to the dawn of manufacturing. So, you know, since maybe the 1800s, manufacturing en masse has been going on. And mm. We can agree, probably, that uh, it's been unsustainable. To, to be fair, and mm-hmm. in in recent years, recent you know the last century, it's been trying to be less bad, and then we've got very modern methodologies or ethos, however you want to call it, like C two C. So, um, mm-hmm. could you just go into a little bit more detail about uh, about how we got from unsustainable to trying to be sustainable, please?
1: Sure. Well, for a long time, no one really cared that much about being sustainable, right? A lot of resources were seen as infinite or, or pretty close to that. And I think mm. a lot of people started to to ring the bells in the 70s and and say, you know, we need to curb the population growth. We need to stop. I mean, obviously, we they were not the first ones to say that, but uh, under the angle of, We're not going to be able to to keep going like this. Our planet only has certain finite resources and so on. And and then over the years, uh, also, you know, um, concerns about um, climate change, concerns about massive waste degrading the environment has become Mm. uh, stronger and stronger. I mean, these concerns have become stronger and stronger. So, yeah, we're going from, uh, you know, take, make and waste as sort of a normal course of business to, well, maybe let's try to take a little bit less and 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 maybe make in a, a more efficient way and, and let's try to not waste too much. And this is the dominant thought pattern these days, right? Mm-hmm. When you... Well, When you listen to what people say or you read the the descriptions of the products, they say, well, and we, um, you know, we make this without uh, palm tree oil. So, you know, we we, we try not to take too many um, bad things from the environment, you know, that cause too many issues. Or we try Mm -hmm. to make uh, whatever the motors without magnets and we try to to make batteries. Let's try to go to batteries without lithium and, and so on and so forth. And, and of course, that's positive. It's it's doing less worse, right? Um, mm. And 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 waste. Well, let's try to avoid creating too much waste. So, a lot of countries are going after single use plastic uh, because it's just dumped immediately. So Is um, that's you know, people are, are pretty aware that that's bad, uh, and and yeah. and that there's a lot of focus on recycling. Like if you go on the 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 for example the Apple website and you have a look at what they do with the aluminum of the the the, the unibodies of the MacBook Pros, well they say it can be recycled mm-hmm. pretty much indefinitely, which which you know sounds great, and obviously that's more progressive than let's just dump it and uh, and keep extracting aluminum ore and process it and and ship it around and everything, right? Sure. So the 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 whole. Uh, focus is on doing less bad. Yeah, okay. We're gonna make you less guilty. You buy this stuff, but you know, with a bit of luck, if it if it ends up in the wrong, in the right channel after end of life, you know, it's not gonna do too bad. But what some people say is that it's not really it's still not sustainable, right? Mm. Uh, but let, let's focus on that not very sustainable but better than nothing sort of approach there's been more and more focus on doing what they call life cycle assessment of a product, you know? So this product, you know, is, you get to extract, you know, maybe raw materials and process them and so on and, and do some manufacturing and ship it here for distribution. And, 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 and you need to, um, need to pack it to protect it and da, da, da. And then when it's in use, Maybe it, it has a worse effect than another product. You know, let's say, for example, a more energy efficient home appliance is going to have a much lower impact on the environment than a, a, a much less efficient one. And 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 then end of life, what happens? Can it be recycled easily, and and, and so on? Right? There's, there's been more and more focus on this, and it's really the focus on the of the environmental management systems such as ISO fourteen thousand one. And, and there are very uh, specific methods, very specific standards, it's some other ISO standards of the 14,000 family that really show you, you know, how to make such an assessment of the life cycle impact of a product on the environment. Um, and people call it also cradle to grave. So it's, it's like a, you know, a, a person when they are born all the way to, to their death right? and mm-hmm. after their death. It's the life cycle assessment, it's the same idea. And again, this is not bad. It's good to work on that, but it's still not really sustainable. And you're just going to the same sort of conclusion that you know all of the resources will be depleted and, and the environment will will be really degraded and so on. You're just getting there slow more more slowly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And and that's why people say no no this is not sustainable, it's not good, there are better ways. And as often the people who came up uh with more um, let's say, um, more enlightened, more like new ways of, of doing things, and new maybe a newer new philosophy really, are, are designers, right? Because they, mm. the the product designers have so much responsibility in in, um, in in what they do because really they have control of certain things you know when they pick that material versus that material, well, and and a lot of influence really on um, on the product when when they I don't know when it's a heating system or or cooling system, and you make it more energy efficient by adding insulation and 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 and, uh, and so on. And, and looking for better ways to 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 do things to 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 um to get the product to do what it's supposed to do in a more efficient way by consuming fuel resources well, this has a tremendous impact on the on the environment mm-hmm. so th- it's it's quite normal that designers would be at the forefront of this and where where you were coming talking about c two c so as, as, as I mentioned, this classic sort of um, from the time when the product is born to when it's dead uh, kind of approach, you know, looks at uh, cradle to grave, right? The full life cycle cradle to grave. But some people say, well, wait, wait. this whole idea about grave, you know, is really the worst idea because yeah. if you can avoid actually putting, you know, that dead body in a grave, <laughs> You know that that it's great because you avoid so much waste, right? So Mm. it's 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 really sort of the focus and the the key image is to avoid the grave, and it's cradle to cradle. So maybe this product ended its life, but then it becomes the source of the life of a new one, right? And so it's all about reusing and and recycling. Because when when people say, "Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's recycled. Oh, this I don't know. This piece of clothing is is uh, recycled. Uh, I don't know bottles of water and and things like that." Yeah. Well, wait a minute. These bottles of water, you know, made in uh, in in PET plastic, I and mean, they were never designed to be transformed into in, in into clothing, right? Synth- into that kind of synthetic fibers. Now, how much processing did that take? How many additives were necessary for that? Maybe it would have been actually better to to just make the synthetic fiber directly, from you know, the, you know, in the most efficient way that that we know of, from virgin materials. And hmm. also, every time we talk about respect, you know, about the environment, we also talk about the impact on people's safety. It's it's actually people kind of misunderstand that. They think that environmental ma- management systems such as ISO 14001 are only about reducing pollution and, you know, extracting fuel resources from the environment and things like that. Well, hmm. it's also about reducing harm on people, you know? Yeah. Um, not Not animals. I, I, that might come in the next version of 14001, but it's really uh, reducing harm on people. And when you have a product that has been, quote unquote recycled in a way that it was not supposed to be recycled you know it was not planned it was not designed to be recycled that way what are the the, the impact on health what about the the, the, the you know different uh, volatile organic compounds uh, going around you know formaldehyde mm-hmm. and, and and things like that what about the additives that you need to add into it what about you know the, the, there's a serious health um, health risk here and i'm not coming up with all this stuff it's it's all uh, actually very well uh, laid out in a book by a couple of designers a couple of um, industrial designers it was published 20 years ago actually <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. called cradle to cradle remaking the way we make things you know to cradle to, to cradle, they really say no, no, stop this idea about waste. Let's try to to move closer to an ideal of having products be reused or be reprocessed to make new products that are as good as the first one, not mm. what they call downcycled, uh, which means. Mm. You know, like the 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 PET bottles are good, that that end up being a sweater, or um, uh, there's a lot of things like that. You know, uh, that car yeah. tires
0: that they grind up and they turn it into the uh, like the rubberized right. flooring that they use in children's playgrounds in the park.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or some some kind of carpets and and mm, and so on. Mm-hmm. And and you know, since all of that is called recycled. We kind of suckers for it, you know. Whenever I see, oh, this is made from recycled whatever, oh, okay, I get a little bit of a warm feeling, you know. Oh, people have been, you know, trying to uh, to do mm. something good here, but yeah, sometimes the, the the energy consumed in reprocessing it and the additives added to it make it for you know a let's say not a very good material that doesn't have mm. all the physical properties maybe that it should have. And it means it will have a shorter lifetime. And who knows about the health effects? Maybe people have not really cared about it so much. And maybe making that material right away from virgin materials might be the better the better idea, right? So mm. there's there's a lot of um, food for thought here. I mean, I think it's obvious that we're not going to be able to do that with all kinds of products that, that we use. but. What the two guys who uh, who wrote Cradle to Cradle mean is that designers have a huge responsibility in that, and they should keep that sort of ideal in mind. Let's say, mm. right. So the the, the the key idea here, if we say no waste, Cradle to Cradle, in another in other words, it's circular, right. So we've we, mm. we've heard about that more and more over the years. The circular economy—it's uh, like we don't send stuff to landfill or burn it. We don't keep digging materials off the ground or or cutting trees and so on. We reuse and like it's circular. That that you know, obviously, it's a beautiful image. It, there's also a focus on materials and using materials that are not harmful to to people's health. There's a focus on. Energy, where does the energy come from? Does it mm. come from hydroelectric, solar, wind, you know, this sort of um, what, what they call renewable energy sources? Or does it come from burning coal uh, or gas or uh, or nuclear? You know, and I have to say there's a little bit of, I don't see, an ideological uh, position here you know most people will say well nuclear of course is not nice it also uses fossil fuels but also some some, some other people say well yeah but what's going to kill us in the medium term maybe is carbon, carbon emissions and nuclear is actually not bad at all right yeah. even compared to, to solar and wind so um, there's, there's you know a lot of people just hate the idea about Nuclear energy, so whatever, and and they love the idea about um, hydroelectric, solar, wind, uh, and and again, this brings me back to what I was saying. It's sort of an idea of being sustainable, and obviously, mm. we if we if we can make financing easier for these renewable energies, if we if we put more of this out there, that you know, mm. is that a plus? Yes, of course, but on the other hand, I. <laughs> I remember a, um, a story about a uh, manufacturer in in China that we were working with, and they were making glasses, you know, eyewear frames, mm-hmm. and they were so excited. Oh, we we found a way, a place in that. Uh, I think it was in Sichuan, in Sichuan province in China. Oh, we have a place. We we set up the uh, a little factory there because it's close to a dam. And then all the energy, all the electricity consumed there, is is hydro energy, and we can hmm. tell our customers that it's renewable energy. And I was like, well, in the grand scheme of things, actually, you're making things worse, because whether you consume the the, the electricity in in uh, in Sichuan rather than Guangdong, the total the total electricity bill for China is. is is the same and they, they still have to make as much energy with nuclear and coal and gas and so on anyway mm-hmm. so you're just moving things you can say you, you can tell a good story to your customers but it's it's not very serious because anyway you consume the, the hydroelectricity there so there has to be more coal uh, to be burned because the hydroelectricity doesn't cover as much as it would have without you anyway and then right. you you keep flying your management from uh <clears throat> from Shenzhen to, to Chengdu to uh, to keep following up on that and you and you, you send materials by truck. This is making things worse, you know. But of course the customers are suckers for it because they can say, well, made with recycle, oh renewable energy. Oh that's great. You know, so to take this seriously, we need to see it as a an ideal and mm-hmm. you know a direction in which to go. But it's also possible to to be a little bit ridiculous on, on, on that point. You know, yeah cradle to cradle they also of course um emphasize working conditions you know it it's it's always a plus anyway people should not should not work in uh, in 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 poor conditions in in dangerous situations and uh, and so on you know people's safety
0: that's the, that's the concept and mm. it makes a lot of sense just talk about renewables i mean uh, it's hard isn't it because that's sort of a countrywide initiative um if china Reduces its fossil fuel energy output and replaces it with renewables, then the issue that you've described it becomes Mm -hmm. less of a problem, right? But the manufacturer Mm -hmm. can't dictate that. That's that's up to China.
1: Well, how to say? Some manufacturers put you know solar panels on their roof,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: they you know they do a certain number of things, and and there are ways that that are you know smart. I mean, obviously. If you have to to uh, to use some heat for certain things, make sure you you don't lose that much heat and you you know try to consume less that, that, mm-hmm. It's always you know f- first try to to go with um, uh, re- reduce reuse, recycle and there's a lot of things that people can do reducing energy consumption, reducing uh, material consumption in a way that also saves them money. Mm-hmm. so of course they should go with that first. And, and and it's um, there are several levels to that. And, yeah, if they want to put a few solar panels on the roof, I mean, why not? You know, mm. it, it, <laughs> uh, South China used to be a bit foggy. Now it's it's a little bit less foggy, hopefully. Yeah. Um,
0: smoggy. <laughs> yeah,
1: smoggy. Yes, yes, smoggy. Why not? You know, but doesn't make a difference if they put it on their own roof versus, I don't know, uh, investing in a, in a sort of farm or, you know, there's a lot of ways to to do that.
0: Yeah. And I like the, I like your mention of cost saving as well, and we'll come on to benefits and drawbacks a little bit later on, but cost uh, in some ways, certainly maybe, you know, reduction of energy use and things like that. It's certainly a possible benefit. If we, just move on to the c2c certification it's actually possible to be cradle to cradle certified Mm -hmm. and to you know put this on your product or your website Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. so tell tell us a little bit more about the certification
1: so there are a number of certifications right if you want to show that your product is is green there's there's a bunch of them oh Um, yeah, yeah and Maybe, Adrian, you can put a, a link in the show notes to, to a list of um, of mm. the most common certification schemes uh, for, for, for products or for companies and, and so on. Yeah. Um, one of them is C2C, and it's really based on the principles of the Cradle to Cradle book. And they put a standard based on the, the principles of the book and the um they are the I don't know, maybe the fourth version of the standard, so it's, it's already yes, really so. mature. And they make it possible to um to certify a product based on that standard, right? So it's product by product. You might have 10 products in your portfolio, maybe one of them is more green than the others, and you 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 can slap that um certificate. Uh, mark you know on that product only not on your wool company and yeah we we, we looked at it actually close up last month because we had a um, a customer say that they they want us to do certain things to to go for um uh for the bronze certification well mm. there so you can be c2c cradle to cradle certified even if you are far far from being in the in the circular economy even if it's very much cradle to grave but yes. there is bronze silver gold and platinum there, there are four levels and you can start at the bronze level which is very much cradle to grave you know let's let's do less harm let's um let's quantify you know let, let's let's do risk analysis let's quantify a little bit about you know the the bad stuff that our product does and let's let, let, let's do certain things to reduce the the, the bad impact of the product mm. and you, you you cannot keep that product on the bronze level forever i think after four years you need to go up to um to 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 the silver level or you get kicked out i mean there are a few conditions mm. it's not uh, Is not very, very simple, but uh, it's all online, by the way. People can can just Google um, C2C standard, mm-hmm. you know. And
0: I'll add links in the show notes. All right. But, yeah, uh, cool. yeah, it's like all of these certifications, um, not all of them, but often these uh, eco-certifications, shall we say, they tend to be c- continual uh, progress.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's okay. Take Take a good count of where you are. Do your assessment, do your risk analysis. You know, it's, it's a little bit like ISO fourteen thousand one, mm. without the management system uh, aspect of it. Now, if as you go up into the levels, you you need to um, to get closer to that. You need to also have a management system, and then you also um, you need to go further. You know, than the base requirements of ISO fourteen thousand one for sure. As you get closer to uh, to the platinum level. And well, I'm, I'm not gonna you know go through all the details, but the the five sure. um, the five big topics of this C2C standard uh, are number one material health. You know, materials used should not have a, a, a negative impact on uh, on people's health. So you're looking at phthalates mm-hmm. and formaldehyde, and and there's a long, 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 long list of um, of um, Restricted or forbidden um, substances. Number yeah. two is material reutilization. So that that's really yeah, the the key idea of uh, when, when people say cradle to cradle, right? Um, how can you make sure that it's very easy to recycle in a way that you know that makes a product that just as good and so on and so forth. So basically, how close are you to to that ideal of yeah. totaler uh, to- totally circular economy? Number three is about renewable energy and carbon management. So, you know, yeah, like if you put solar panels on your roof, if you do things for uh, maybe insulation, or uh, if if you're in a in in a place that um, um, how to say that doesn't burn too many fossil fuels and so on, you 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 get more points basically. And uh, and if you if you if you're not doing good, then you can still uh, buy some um, some carbon credits or something similar right uh, mm-hmm. so you if you have a bad conscience you you, you can pay your way out of it uh, to an extent to an extent no, number four is about water so if you're in a in an area where water is scarce and some of the mat- manufacturing processes use a lot of water well that that's kind of an issue uh, if I really summarize uh, very very briefly, and number five, social fairness. Yeah, it's you know, uh, treating people the, as as you know as they should be uh, treated, not yeah. not as slaves, basically.
0: Right. Mm. And just to just to make the point, am I right in saying that they don't just audit you; they don't they also audit your suppliers as well. So it's sort of like a, an entire supply chain.
1: Um. It depends at what level. At right. the bronze okay. level, they, they they only look at the final, yeah, basically the final assembly plans. Uh, but you need to need to have some data about some of the most uh, impactful activities in your supply chain. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and as you okay. go
1: up, then the requirements become more stringent.
0: Right, right, okay, I see. To, to sort of crystallise this in people's minds, I mean, there's actually quite a lot of C2C products out there, but they're still not always that mainstream. A, a good example, in my opinion, mm. are some Adidas trainers or sneakers, mm. uh, the Ultra Boost DNA Loop sneakers, and these are basically made of one material. The entire thing is made of just one material, the sole, everything, and when it's lifetime finishes, so you've worn them out, I don't know, there's a hole in them or whatever because you've been running marathons. You put them in a bag that comes with them, send them back to Adidas, and then they put them into a grinder and they're literally pulverized into little bits. And then that's, it's it's a type of plastic is just reused again to make more sneakers. And that's literally, uh, you know, like that's purely circular, isn't it?
1: Yes, that's pretty close to um, mm. to 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 a pure circular economy. I don't know if the bag itself is recycled together, maybe it is
0: i think I think the bag's recyclable as well, yeah, right. I think it is, <laughs> but
1: I, I don't know about the laces, for example, or um yeah, it doesn't have metal eyelets, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the laces, maybe the laces need to be removed. I'm not sure um, mm. and maybe the label on the front with some colors uh, i guess that has to be removed um so it's 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 as close as they can reasonably get mm. um, yeah because when whenever there are dyes you know uh, pigments of some sort it, it makes it harder to to recycle so um, yeah but that that's a very nice example i mean they really they really did a nice job
0: mm. So I mean that's one example. There are other, there are also cleaning products um, in the states. I think Method cleaning products are quite popular. And again, I mean these are you know non. It's got non harmful uh, ingredients. So it's the same cleaning performance. But when it goes down your sink, it's not going to, you know, kill all the wildlife and and destroy the water table and whatever. So uh, yeah. I, I assume that's the <laughs> that's the thinking behind it. So yeah, 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 yeah. There's also okay. This
1: uh, this office chair of steel case. So they say it uses forty two percent recycled content and it's ninety eight percent recyclable. Well, you know, they get closer to the ideal. Uh, and this really mm. has to be designed. in. I mean, just like the the sneakers from Adidas, this has to be planned from the very start. So otherwise, you don't pick the right materials, and you don't, you, you, yeah, you, you don't give it right. the right um, the right form, function, and everything. So,
0: sure. And, uh, and that takes me on to the next point, really, mm-hmm. which is, you know, uh, and you've already mentioned product designers, and product designers have a big role to play when we're looking at C to C. What do they need to be considering when designing when designing a product to try to sort of I don't know comply with C to C's demands?
1: Well, uh, that that that's the right question. Yes, and as I mentioned before, this is all in the hands of product designers and of course their management, right? To to mm. to uh, to to give them the brief uh, of um, let's try to be more circular. Uh, to, to make our products more circular, but without a, a good designer doing, doing a good job is really not going to work because they always need to stretch the envelope a little bit. They always need to explore new territory here. So, I mean, they, of course they need to, to keep it, to to, um, to take into account aesthetics and some, some other u- usual criteria. But it can be bent a little bit. If you remember the, the the Toyota, what is it? Toyota Prius. I mean, it's not the most beautiful car, right? No. But you get really, really popular in some areas like Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it still is actually now. It's probably all Tesla there. <laughs> but You don't see uh, many of
0: them on the road now. But in my opinion, yeah.
1: Right, right, right. I'm I'm not sure what happened to the sales of the Prius, but mm. you know, 15 years ago, this, this was not a beautiful car, but it was
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was really designed around a, a statement, you know, and and it really found its market. So the designers should, if there really is uh, a segment of the market that is ready to um, to go out of their way to use a product that is that is circular or close to circular they will forgive the designer for not making it very very pretty right mm-hmm. okay. then uh, yeah same thing with functionality you know uh, durability i would say if you don't make it durable and and reliable it's going to fail earlier now if it's very easy to turn it into a, another product does it still matter you know you need to to balance the the, the pros and cons here now assembly and disassembly or if it has to be ground, you know, to, do people have to separate different parts of the product to um to to recycle it? That is that is kind of important. Uh, is you know is there some I don't know some glue to some staples, some some whatever you know to remove? Is it kind of difficult to uh to process it, to 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 recycle it? That that would be a big problem, right? So this has to be taken into mm. account from, from the start. Uh, the materials, obviously, materials that again are not harmful to, 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 to people's health, but also can be re- relatively uh, easily recycled without losing uh, the, the, the properties of the material. And if possible, yeah, in, in, in sourcing, you know, are there sources of that material already recycled? Is it possible to make it with as much recycled material as possible in the first place? Because you you're never gonna get to 100% recycled. I mean, in for 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 most consumer goods, it's kind of impossible. There's a lot of products that people will just keep in their home until they send it to landfill. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and yeah, and what what if people just throw it away? Can it be bio? Is it biodegradable or compostable or you know? Uh, basically is it going to stay in its current state and keep polluting the the environment for a long time, right? Mm. So uh, these are some of the key considerations, I would say.
0: Yeah, so quite a lot more to think about, Uh, Mm -hmm. sort of a more complex design for sure. Yes. Okay. So as we come towards the end then, let's look at benefits and drawbacks of C2C. ultimately if everything was c to c that would be perfect for you know humans the world can everybody right but it's not quite that simple is it but nonetheless let's start with some of the benefits please
1: sure well first the environmental impact of the products is much much lower right if it's perfectly circular that's you know perfectly grave to grave uh, sorry cradle to cradle um obviously there's less extraction of materials less processing less transportation and so on and so forth uh, some sometimes it is a way also to save money um, mm-hmm. i mean maybe this added as people they receive the the products they just regrind it and remake it 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 might actually cost them less. I have no idea. You know, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, and so on. Uh, then, rather than making it from from scratch again, I'm not really sure. It kind of looks like a concept, um, <laughs> like a concept car. You know, that let's let's see if it works, and let's uh, let's see in the end what you know what the impact really is. But mm. I, I, you know, hopefully over the years they they fine tune it to the point where it's actually cheaper to to get an old one clean it, because it's got to be cleaned anyway, right? Uh, clean it, maybe remove the laces and the labels and everything, and then put it in the grinder and then make a new one again. Uh, that, If you design it properly, that's probably possible for a lot of products. Uh, same thing with recycling of aluminum and, and materials like this. Of course, there's a marketing uh, aspect to it. You You can claim that you have a green product and you can explain why in a way that pretty much all your competitors will be unable to, right? And there's a segment of the market, probably a growing segment and probably a relatively affluent segment of the market that does care about that. So hopefully you get more sales and you might be able to charge a higher price point. And overall, at the level of the company, it comes with a better reputation, a better image of the company. And it's also more and more important when it comes to raising money, as most investor groups now try to evaluate the ESG uh, situation of their portfolio Mm. companies, right? Good
0: good point. Uh,
1: So, um, yeah, obviously, there, there are positives here.
0: Mm. and the the greenwashing aspect. I suppose, given that this is audited, it's less it's less likely to be used for greenwashing than maybe other certifications out there.
1: Um, yeah, it depends on the certification scheme. Uh, with C 2 C, I think they've done a good job mm-hmm. uh, of you know avoiding the, the the greenwashing effect. I mean, you mm-hmm. you can't be gold or platinum level just with greenwashing there's 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 no way
0: no too much to do yeah yeah Yeah. okay so some of the drawbacks though
1: well it's more challenging i mean you see more difficult i see more challenging and more difficult Mm. yes for for designers it it will take longer to to get something like that to the markets it it will it will take more efforts is, you know, it makes for a riskier new product introduction uh, that, you know, you can go around that. So you need to have sort of a balance portfolio approach to your products where you have some very slight incremental improvements on in some product categories. And then here and there, you try to do something new, just a little bit of a mm-hmm. moonshot maybe. And at the same time, your organization learns from it and if even when it works you really have something to to please uh, these the the eco-conscious kind of customers and it, it gives yeah it, it can give you a better better image better reputation to your company overall
0: is it hard to get the certification though i think for maybe the you know the bronze maybe not so much but if we're going up to the top levels
1: Oh, yeah. Presumably,
0: that's one of the barriers in place because it's it's going to really be a big initiative to to actually get that.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I would say if you plan for it from the very beginning, it it might not be a huge issue. If your product in itself reduces the environmental impact, maybe of a certain process or whatever, you know, it's going to be much easier. For example, I mm. uh, I don't know. Last year, I, sh- I saw something pretty cool on Kickstarter. Is a showerhead that consumes less water. Wow, you know, mm-hmm. pretty cool, right? So if you if you make them, if if you if you then select a manufacturer that is uh, located in an area with a lot of renewable energy, and 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 so on and so forth, yeah, you're not gonna get maybe the lowest unit cost like that you might get maybe out of China. Uh, but it it might not be that much more expensive. Again, mm-hmm. if you plan for it pro- properly from the beginning.
0: I see. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. You know, smaller SMEs, you know, little um, hardware oh, yes. startups, Harder and, and yeah. it, because it, it, it's like consumers, right? We all know that C to C products or or products with you know a reduced environmental impact are Air quotes better, but they're often more expensive. So even uh, consumers with less disposable income, they would like to buy it, but they they're, they've got that barrier in the way. And I suppose the same goes for smaller organisations, doesn't it? That's, that's that's one of the problems.
1: So uh, I have to say, unfortunately, yes. Being being certified, I mean, you can do all these good things without being certified, right? Don't get me wrong. Mm. But if you if you want to connect it to 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 your marketing and, and try to get some, uh, some extra visibility and, and, and extra sales from it. It's, it's, it's often necessary to get certified, you know, again, to distinguish Mm -hmm. yourself, to separate yourself from the crowd of green, green washers. Right. But if you're a tiny company, and if you are not really into the, um, you know, the ISO management systems and, 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 and things like that, and, and documenting what, what you do and documenting your supply chain and keeping a lot of visibility on what happens and so on. It is going to be harder, of of course. And yes, it's possible to work with consulting companies. There's a lot of consulting companies, more and more. It's like mm-hmm. it's an exploding field, because there's exploding demand too. So mm-hmm. you can of course find you know sustainable sustainability experts and, and, and consultants and whatnot, and they will help you and they would do all the, the paperwork preparation and tell you what to do and and, and and tell you how to document it and so on. It is possible. Yeah. And of course it is a cost.
0: Okay. Yeah. You mentioned getting help if you need to. What are some of the things that uh, we can do here at Sophie's to, to help somebody who's interested in uh, pursuing a more eco-friendly path?
1: Well, first, you got to clarify, do you want greenwashing or do you really want to reduce the impact of the products? Because mm. we when we when we probe, we find that a lot of companies are just trying to do greenwashing. Right? Oh, I want to have like some kind of claim, you know, to put on my product web page uh, on my Amazon page or whatever, so that some people will click and, and buy this one rather than another one, you know. But actually they don't care about the environment. They just want a gimmick to uh, to help with their sales. And now, if for, for for companies that want to to do a better job, there's there's many little things that can be done. I mean, obviously, the biggest one is try to produce as close to pos- as close as possible to your markets, right? But if that's not really an option, there's a lot of other things you can do. Uh, what about your packaging? You know. That's usually the the, the easiest thing to, to change, and actually, we prepared a list of um, examples of of uh, uh, types of packaging, and we kind of um, evaluated them on, on their environmental impact. Right, so there's a lot of yeah. options, uh, and and some of them have a lower impact than others, and uh, yeah, we, we uh, let, let let's put a link to that in uh, in the show notes then. Um, yeah. Uh, if your product i don't know if your product has plastic parts try not to use certain kinds of plastics and perhaps the, the you know the one that most people think of is pvc try to avoid pvc because when when they do the finishing you know, when they make pvc they 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 um i mean it's just a horrible process <laughs> uh try, try to avoid that um that specific plastic there are some others like TPU that might be a bit more expensive, but uh, that have better properties and, and at the same time are more environmentally friendly, you know? So these are, Mm. you know, a couple of examples, but really, you know, the the energy efficiency, you know, is, is a big one. If you have some kind of electrical appliance, for example, right. And Mm -hmm. Also, another one that we discussed at length in previous podcast episodes is durability and reliability. If you make a product that's going to break after one year, you know, versus a much better design that will last for, I don't know, four or five years, right? There's a huge difference, a huge difference, right? Because people are not going to, not gonna keep um, keep buying it every year, you know? and and that's mm. that's also one of the arguments of um, of Apple, for example. They say, yeah, right. I mean, we we might be fifty percent more ex- more expensive than some Android models that, um, comparing the specs, you know, are pretty similar, but people on average mm. will keep those for two years, and they will keep our iPhones for maybe three years and a half. So yeah. in the end. <laughs> In the end, which one is, um, which one is better, right?
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. I've had my iPhone for five years now, still going strong.
1: Wow, nice, nice. Is it an yeah. like, uh, <laughs> uh, iPhone six or iPhone ten? Ten. Oh, already that many years. Because they wow.
0: came out in twenty seventeen, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's yeah. when I got it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, no. You're absolutely right great okay well that, that's been a really interesting episode. I think sustainability, energy reduction and and of course catering for today's consumers, a lot of things which are probably on the minds of importers and manufacturers, anybody that's developing new products these days, so learning about c to c and uh, and you know what came before really, really useful so thanks for know that's great you've also you've mentioned uh, a number of resources. Yeah, we've written on all of these things, so I urge everybody to do check the show notes as ever. There will be links in there to loads of great stuff.
1: Great. And just just a word, uh, I say it from time to time, but it's really quite important. If you like the, the podcast, if you think that we bring some value, uh, please go into whatever app that you use. I don't know if it's Apple Podcast or Stitcher or some, some other apps oh. and you know, give us five star if you like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe give us a little review. We'll, mm. we'll, uh, we'll have a look at it and it will give us a warm feeling. <laughs> thanks a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Please spread the word. Uh, we'd love mm-hmm. that. So that's great. Okay. Thanks, for now. Hey, thanks, Adrian. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophies Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfilment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at that's sofeast.com, that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com, to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share, because it will really help others discover us too.